הרי למקשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים האמיתיים שבדורנו וכל הצדיקים האמיתיים שוכני עפר קדוש הם אשר בארץ המה. ובבחינת רבנו הקדוש תדיק יסוד עולם נחנה ומקור חוכמה. רבנו נחמן ונפגן, נא נח נחמן נחמן מאומן זכותם תגן עלינו הכל ישראל אמן. So בעזרת השם, today we're going to start תורה כ', תורה 20, which is going to be an explanation of the third chapter of סיפחא דצניותא. And how Rabbeinu describes and reveals what's hidden within the secret of the Zohar. And B'zrat Hashem, we're going to split it up into three days. So we're going to do um, all the way, B'zrat Hashem, into the middle of section five today. And then two more days after, we're going to finish the class. So B'zrat Hashem, this Torah is also Lashon Rabbeinu, written directly by Rabbeinu himself. So every word here is... It's very precise. So, B'zrat Hashem, let's, uh, let's hop right into it. L'shon Rabbeinu Zichlonu Vachah Perkat Lita'ad Desifcha Ditzniyuta This lesson is L'shon Rabbeinu and Perkat Lita'ad is going to be the third chapter of Sifcha Ditzniyuta. Tish'a Tikunin Akirin Et Masrad Adidikna And bear with us because obviously this is very deep stuff. Very great um, secret of Kabbalah. Um, so we are not going to understand everything at the, at the beginning. Nine precious rectifications were given over the dikna to the beard. All that which is hidden, but not revealed. The more it is found to be lofty and precious, and it is a treasure that is completely precious. Um, so <clears throat> this is obviously speaking very highly about the beard as we can come to see Nimin al Nimin hairs upon hairs Mikame Pitre de Udnin in front of the ears Ad Resha de Fuma until to the top of the mouth until the top of the mouth Meresha Hai Leresha Achara hairs above the lip from one side to the other Below the two nostrils is a path which is full malia, the light chazia, but does not show out. And the side of the face which is covered with hairs, on both sides, on one side to another side, from both sides. Are, um, two cheeks are basically showing out that are red like a rose in one strand and one strand um, um, cascading down basically flowing down are black hairs which are very tough, strong until the chest Sifvan, the lips, sumake kevada, are red like a rose. Itpanun, free of hair. Zeirin nachtin, bigrona mechapian kedala. Zeirin nachtin, the small hairs, they rest, bigrona on the throat, umchapian kedala, and they cover uh, the back of the neck. Ravrevin, the long hairs, uzerin, the short hairs, nachtin bishkola, they rest, and bishkola. Uh, they end together, basically, the long hairs and the short hairs. Be'ilen, uh, with these, ishtakach, gibao, takif, he's found to be mighty and strong. Basically, this is all speaking about the, the person who, who has a beard, 
but the very great beard, this idea, this the preciousness of the holiness of the beard, why people grow out their beards, etc., etc. Very ambiguous, very deep. Um, what we're talking about, this idea of red like a rose, where they end, all this all this very deep stuff. Let's uh, let's hop right into it. Rabenu is going to put this aside and he's going to come back to this at, towards the end of the lesson. So, Ot Aleph, Da, no, Shiyesh Nishama Ba'alam. There's a soul in the world, that through this soul, one is able to reveal lessons and explanations on the Torah. But this soul is burdened with suffering. It says in in Pirkei uh, Avot, "Pad ba melech tochal, one should eat bread with salt. Maim ba msurat ishte, water, one shall drink with measure. Kikach darka she Torah. The same is true of acquiring the Torah. The same way is of the path of the Torah. Um, so the Pirkei Avot brings this comparison between bread and salt and water that should be drunk with measure. Um, the same is true of the Torah." So now Rabbeinu is going to explain. All the explanations of the Torah are received from this soul. And this soul, all of its words, all of her words, basically, are like coals of fire. Now Rabbeinu explains a very important principle. It's impossible to receive and to draw from the waters of Torah, because what are we talking about? This idea that the Torah is compared to water. It's impossible to draw the water of the Torah, to bring down the Torah, and to explain the Torah, except by means of words that are like fiery coals, except by using words that are like on fire. It says, Doesn't God say, Is it not my word like fire? My word is like fire, Hashem says. And when this soul's fault, this soul that exists in the world, which Rabenu says is the only way which one can draw the explanation of the Torah through. When this soul basically falls from the aspect of what we just talked about, that what we just brought in the Pasuk in Yomiya, isn't my word like fire? Meaning this is the reference to the soul also. This soul through which one draws down the explanation of the Torah. Meaning this soul which is full of words of fiery coals. When this soul falls down from this aspect and isn't doesn't have any more words of fiery coals, then and its words are no longer like fiery coals. And its words are cool, cooled off. They're cold. What happens when the words that exist within this soul cool off? Then this soul expires. It passes away in a sense. And when it passes away, it expires. Then what happens? Then all the explanations of Torah which were brought through her also expire. They are gone. Then all the exp- all those who explain the Torah are no longer able to attain any explanation of Torah. And then what happens? Quarrels, arguments begin to arouse upon the tzaddikim. Because the main essence of why machloket, argument, strife exists in the world is only because the explanations of Torah have begun to expire. Because what are explanations? Explanations explain, they give answers to questions and quarrels. Meaning, all the quarrels of the tzaddikim, the only reason why there aren't quarrels is because they have brought explanations that answer why there shouldn't be quarrels upon them. But now that the 
the words of fire, of the words of fiery coals that exist within the soul, within the soul, my bad, that it's through this soul that all the explanations of the Torah are revealed. Now that this soul is basically expired, and now all the explanations have expired, then the machloket upon the tzaddikim begins to arise because there's no more answers. And this is what it, this is an aspect of what it says in Bamidbar, Midbar Tzin, the Midbar, the desert of Tzin. Why Midbar Tzin? Shehu bechinat dibur metzunan. What is Midbar? Comes from the word Midbar, comes from the word dibur, speech, and Tzin comes from the word metzunan, meaning that it's the aspect of cool dibur metzunan, words that are cool, cooled off. Not hot. That it is there where Miriam passed away in Midbar Torah. Why Miriam? Because Miriam comes from the word Merirut, bitterness. And what did we say earlier? That this, to, this soul endures a lot of suffering, bitterness. So what are we saying? This, is, this idea of Miriam passing away in Midbar is an explanation of this soul which then loses all its fiery coals because now its words are cool, cooled off basically. Why? Because what we just said, this soul endures the bitterness of the servitude of the Torah. Because when they say one can only acquire the Torah through suffering, and then what happened when Miriam passed away, the, the well began to, to stop. The, the well was taken away. What's Be'er? An explanation of Torah. Why? Because Be'er comes from the word Be'ure, explanations. The explanations of Torah now have begun to stop. As we're talking about the Torah as compared to a well, the Torah is compared to water, meaning the one can, not, can now no longer draw any explanation of the Torah anymore. And then what happens right after? The nation argued with Moshe. This is what we just explained, that the argument begins to arise upon the tzaddik, upon the tzaddikim, uh, because of these, because of this soul has because this soul has expired. Look how awesome Rabenu. <laughs> ties this idea of Midbartin, Miriam, the the well leaving through what we just explained that all the the Beorea Torah, all the explanations, the Mefarshim on the Torah come through this soul. And this is why those who explain the Torah are called what? Instructors, Morim. As Baron the Gemara Brachot, no, my bad. No, different uh, different source. Um in uh, in Pasuk Yud, over there, <coughs> um, I believe in Bamidbar, uh, chapter 20, in Pasuk Yud, over there, you're going to see this idea of Morim. The reason why they're called instructors is because they receive through this Neshama. And what is this Neshama called? This Neshama is called in the name of Miriam. Because what do you say? This Neshama endures the bitterness of the servitude of the Torah. And Miriam comes from the same word as Merirut, bitterness. So this Nishama is a reference to Miriam. It's the same name, basically. This Nishama is called Miriam. And this is why they're called Morim, because it's from the same word as Miriam. Instructors. Gam hem Morim al Morehem. Et Morehem. Also, they instruct these people who, um, who explain on the Torah. They instruct their instructors. Kemamar, as it explains, umital midayu atermikulam. From the students, one gains the most wisdom, basically, that... Um, that there's a phrase that this tzaddik had once said in the Gemara, that from my students I learned more from, than from anyone else. This is what Moshe said to them. Listen now, you rebels. Basically, when they argued against Moshe, he said, listen now, you rebels, being this idea of Morim, which is uh, the Talmidim, a reference to the Talmidim who received from this Neshama. Um, 
And this is what we were explaining. And this uh, Neshama also learns from the Tamidim, this idea that it, it learns from its students. Anyways, lots of deep stuff here. And it goes in many different paths. Odbet. And one who wants to draw down explanations of Torah, one needs to begin to draw down for himself words that are fiery, that are on fire, like fiery coals, that are hot, like fiery coals, as we said above. But now, how does one draw words and speech? So we explain that the speech must be on fire, like fiery coals. But how does one draw speech, words, to explain the words of the Torah? How does one draw these words? Through the Lev Ha'alion, the supernal heart. Bechinat Tzur Levavi, as it says in Tehilim, rock of my heart. Tzur Levavi, rock of my heart. And one needs to pour out his conversation and his prayer before Hashem. And through his prayers, one will stir the mercy of Hashem upon him. One will be able to arouse the mercy of Hashem to come upon him. And then what happens? The supernal heart is opened. Because the essence of mercy comes from the heart. Meaning the, the heart of Hashem is now opened. And all and all these words that come from the supernal heart are will be drawn draw down, will be will come down to this person. And through this these words that come from the Levayon, the supernal heart, basically the heart through which Hashem releases his Rachamim, his mercy. When his word, when these words come down to this person, also with these words come down these explanations of Torah from this place. And we're going to explain why Tzur Levavi, rock of my heart. Why I explain the rock of my heart? What, is this, what, what does the heart have to do with the rock? Now, Rabbeinu is going to explain. This supernal heart that we're talking about, it is an aspect of a rock, Sela. That from this rock comes the speech, as we talked about. As explains in Megillah, in the Gemara Megillah, words are in the Sela, in the rock. Words exist within this rock. And Sela, rock, is another aspect of a tzur, which is a stone or a rock. He split open the rock and then water flowed out, poured out. What is this an explanation of? This rock is the aspect of the heart. As it explains, the rock of my heart. And then this heart is stirred up in mercy. It basically arouses mercy. And it draws down an influx of words, of hot words. As it explains in Tehidim. David Amalek writes, My heart is hot within me. When in my utterance, a fire blazed. In my utterance, a fire blazed. Meaning, in my speech, a fire blazed. Then I spoke aloud. I spoke with my tongue, basically. This idea that his words were on fire. And the mercy of Hashem was basically within him. My heart was hollow within me. But this, my heart was hot. The heat of the heart. What we're talking about. And with this heart that David Amelach is referencing in Tehidim, this hot heart that Hashem basically draws down His mercy upon a person, and with this mercy comes down these hot words through which these explanations of the Torah are revealed. With this heart, it's the same heart that we're talking about. This heart. With this heart, all the explanations of the Torah are written. Record them 
upon the luach, the board of your heart, the luach, the register of your heart, meaning all the kodvim, all the writings which are written on the Torah, all the explanation of the Torah are written and registered through the luach libecha, the, 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 the board of your heart, meaning the heart is what allows a person to write the explanation of the Torah. And one wants to take for himself some sort of explanation of Torah. One needs to take it from this supernal heart that we're talking about. But how does one take it? Through prayer and through request. Meaning the only way a person can draw down these words from this heart is through the request and through praying to Hashem that his mercy is able to be brought down to him. And this is why each and every person, before one explains upon the Torah, one needs to, before he begins to explain some sort of explanation, one needs to pour out his heart in prayer before God. In order to arouse this supernal heart, to draw down upon this person words that are fiery like coals. And then afterwards, you'll be, have the ability to explain. And afterwards, the rock will be open and then the waters will be able to pour out. What are the waters? The explanations of Torah. As we explained earlier, the Torah is a reference to water. That one should eat uh, bread with salt and a drink with a measure of water. This same way is true of acquiring the Torah, meaning the Torah is acquired through the Sinan of water, the, the water that one draws from this Levalion, this Nishama. But now Rabbanu is going to explain the difference. So what we just explained is how a person draws down these explanations of Torah from the Levalion through prayer and through request that a person should draw down these words with also the fiery coals, that his words should come out with fire, not with coolness. And that this person draws down these Be'orea Torah from this Levalion, from this Neshama that exists within the world. But what about um, the difference now Rabbanu is going to explain between a person who explains to himself and a person who teaches to others? So Rabbeinu explains there's a big difference between a person who explains the Torah between him and himself, basically, that he's learning for himself, but between one who explains the Torah to, in order to teach others. Because when one is teaching in public, Sorry, excuse me. Rabbeinu is explaining because when one teaches in public, one must, before explaining his lesson, he must bind himself to the souls that are there in this room that he's about to explain to. And he must pray and pour out his heart before Hashem Yitbarach. As it explains in Eyov, God is great and he doesn't despise. But the prayer of one who's Yachid um, alone, it's possible that his prayer is uh, going to be despised by God. This is what it says. And he spoke to the boulder. And you shall speak to the boulder before the eyes. This is Hashem telling Moshe Rabbeinu, speak before the boulder. Don't strike it. Speak before the, this rock, before the eyes of Am Yisrael. And what is this an explanation of? How does... The, how does um, um, I believe... How do they explain this? How do the Chachamim explain this phrase? This, this word in the Torah, this uh, phrase in the Torah, that your prayer, Moshe Rabbeinu, Hashem is telling Moshe, that his prayer should be at the time where the congregation gathers before you. Meaning, what's the idea of a dibartal? Shall speak to the boulder? What's this idea? 
meaning the diburim atfila, the word atfila, should be el hasela in before their eyes to the rock. What's the rock? The lev ha'elion, the supernal heart that we talked about. We said so levavi, the rock of my heart, meaning you shall speak to this lev ha'elion, the supernal heart, meaning the heart of Hashem itbar. Pray to Hashem itbar that He shall draw down this mercy from His heart. At the time when everyone is before his eyes, meaning what? What does it mean before their eyes? Meaning at the time where everyone gathers together. And this is an explanation of what it says. Gather together the nation. Meaning that your, your prayer should be whenever you should specifically pray when everyone gathers together. Meaning when you're praying, when you're about to reveal lessons before everyone in public, you shall reveal them. But before you reveal them, you have to pray to Hashem. Because it's this idea before something is revealed in public, in the hand before their eyes, whenever everyone's gathering together, you have to pray. You have to debate you have to this idea. You have to speak to this boulder. You have to pray to Hashem that his heart shall be opened up with mercy to draw down these words of fiery coals, etc., etc. And we've seen this idea before in the last lesson. The importance of going to hear the Chacham himself, to go hear the wise person in person, to go hear his words. In person, not just studying from the book. Rabbi explain this is the big difference between one who studies from the book and the one who actually goes to listen from the mouth of this sage himself. Because one who listens to the mouth of the tzaddik, it's certain that the one, that this person's soul when he's coming to visit the tzaddik is binding himself with the soul of this tzaddik at the time when this tzaddik is praying. Before he's about to reveal his Torah. And this person also has a portion within the explanation of this tzaddik. Because through this prayer, what happens? All this holiness gets added up above. All this holiness is being implemented in the heavens. And all these prayers which are coming out from these many souls. It, what happens? It adds holiness above and above. And it arouses more and more in the supernal heart um, this mercy, basically. It arouses more mercy. Because every single soul that's added to come listen to this Chacham, it's being added within the tefillah of this Chacham, and this Chacham is using each and every soul to arouse mercy from Hashem. And then this supernal heart is able to draw down these waters of explanations, meaning these explanations of the Torah, more and more. Basically, the more souls there are, the more explanation there is, the more mercy there is from Hashem. And this is a known thing. That Rabbeinu explained this idea that whenever his students would gather with him, um, he would basically bind together all the souls that would come to listen to his Torah and all the souls that would open up his Sefer in the future and bind within his Torah that he was about to explain all the souls that would have a place in his Torah that would came to listen to him, etc., etc. We know uh, uh, in Inyan and written down in Chayim Oran and in, in the Sfarim of Rabbeinu is that basically all the all the time that Rabbeinu would reveal a Torah, it would be almost a Yom Kippur Katan, and the students would fast. They would end up praying that day. Rabbeinu would lock himself in his room for hours and, um, and engage in lots of tikkunim and rectifications, which no one really saw. But um, it was a very big, big thing, because as we can see here, when the tzaddik is about to bring down a Torah, he has to add all the souls within the lesson he's about to bring, and he, he stirs up the mercy of Hashem, and the more souls that are present, the more mercy is brought down. Hakol lefirov, Everything is according to how many people there are there. And the same is true, that the more people there are there, the more holiness is added. And you are holy. You are enthroned upon the praises of Israel. Meaning Hashem is specifically holy when He's 
and he's specifically enthroned, he's 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 given more honor. Whenever the praises of Israel are there, meaning through the praises of Am Yisrael, through the tefilot of Am Yisrael, there's more holiness added. Also, all those people that are standing there at the time when the tzaddik is giving this lesson, not only that, Rabbeinu also adds another element, that all the wickedness that exists within all those people that are standing there is all subdued through the good that exists within this tzaddik that is explaining this Torah. Meaning the good of this tzaddik nullifies all the evil within each and every person that's there standing there to listen to these words of Torah. According to how much one subdues the bad, the same is true of how much the tzaddik is able to subdue the wicked, the oivim, the enemies. What are the enemies? The evil forces that dwell surrounding this supernal heart because there's evil forces that try to surround the supernal heart, so that the supernal heart is not able to draw down this mercy and draw down these words of Torah. But according to how many people are there and how much mercy is brought down and how many people there are listening to the tzaddik, to the tzaddik give this Torah, the tzaddik is able to subdue the evil within this, these people. And this evil is a reference to these klipot that surround the supernal heart. It says, Zot Yerushalayim. This is Yerushalayim, it says in Yechazkel. Samtiya Hashem says, I placed it among the Goyim, the, the other nations. And we're going to explain what Yerushalayim is referring to. Yerushalayim is Speak to the heart of Yerushalayim. Yerushalayim is the heart, and what's the heart? It's placed among the Goyim. The Goyim are the evil forces. So we see here that the Lev Ha'alion, the supernal heart, is surrounded by these klipot, these evil forces. And when the tzaddik is there to give a Torah, the more people that are there, the more he's able to subdue the wickedness around the supernal heart. This represents the staff. Hashem said to Moshe, Take your staff and gather the nation, the congregation. What's the staff? This is an aspect of the authority and the strength of the tzaddik, which is created through his service. That through this staff of this tzaddik, the strength and the authority of the tzaddik, he's able to subdue all the enemies, whether it's above or down below. And this is what it says, The staff of your strength, it says in Tehidim, God will send from Tzion, Yerushalayim. The staff of your your strength, God will send from Tzion. What is the staff of, staff of your strength? This is a reference to all the mitzvot and the masim tovim, which are signs, Tzionim, which is, Hashem will send from Tzion, Tzion is a reference to Yerushalayim, but Tzionim, it comes from the word Tzionim. That they are signs for supernal things. Good actions in this world are signs for supernal things. They they represent things up there. And from these mitvot, you create this mate oz, this staff, this this um, staff of strength. to subdue the the wicked people, to the klipot, the evil forces. And this is what it says: Go down, or my bad, rule. Bekerev amidst your enemies. Rule amidst your enemies. It's the end of the verse in Tehilim. This idea that through the staff of your strength, which is the Masim Tovim, meaning when the Tzaddik is able to subdue all these evil things through the Masim Tovim that he has, through the good things that he's done, he's able to subdue all the wickedness around the supernal heart. Now he's able to rule amidst the enemies, meaning he's able to have strength over this these Klipot which surround the supernal heart, this Levalion. Nimtza. 
we find that one who is by the Chacham, the Tzadik at the time where he's giving an explanation of Torah, the Tzadik is subduing his evil within him, within this person, as we mentioned above, meaning all the bad becomes inexistent. And this is what it says, it says, Pour out your heart like water before Hashem, before the face of Hashem. This is an aspect of the explanations and the expounding upon Torah. You shall honor the face of the elderly. What does it mean, the elderly? The elderly is a reference, or Zaken. In this, Rabban was explaining that Zaken is a reference to the beard. The beard is the honor of one's face. And these Torah explanations basically, the hem, these Torah explanations represent the 13 rectifications which were handed to the beard. Um, and these are the 13 midot, the 13 traits that the Torah were taught through, as we explain, as we say every morning in Korbanot, the end of Korbanot, these 13 um, principles through the Torah to which the Torah is taught, that one must pour out his heart and pray before Hashem that he should be able to draw down these explanations of Torah. So you see here this idea, pour out your heart before Hashem like water. This idea, your heart shall be poured out like water before the face of Hashem. What's the face of Hashem? The face is the reference to the beard, the beard which is the beauty of one's face. And what's the beard? It's the 13 the thirteen. Uh, rectifications which were given to the beard, as we know, which represent the 13 midot of the Torah. So the beard is all a reference to the Torah. And this is the idea that one should pour out his heart before Hashem. Hashem before Pnei Hashem. Meaning before one is revealing the Pnei Hashem, which is the reference, of, which is the reference to the Torah, as we just explained. Amen was proving Pnei Hashem is a reference to the Torah. It's an aspect of Torah. That one should pour out his heart like water before one brings down the Pnei Hashem, which is a reference to this Torah. Before one brings down the Torah, one must pour out his heart and pray to Hashem. And this is what it says. They fell upon their face. This is in Parashat Korach. This is the parasha we're on right now. Look how awesome this is that we're now we're explaining these inyanim within the parasha. How it's all tied to this week. When Moshe Rabbeinu heard this strife, he understood that through the explanation of Torah, Hashem Bechinat Panim Kanan, which represents the aspect of panim, face, that we just explained, that the explanation of the Torah is, a, is an aspect of the face, is all because that this this argument is only happening because the Torah has fallen, this falling, this falling of the soul, it's because of this that the strife has begun, meaning the only reason why that um, um that this argument has gone against Moshe. Moshe is falling on his face now because he's revealed, he's understood. And what's the face? The face is a reference to the, the Beorea Torah. And he's falling on his face to show that the Beorea Torah, the explanation of the Torah, is now falling because this soul has expired. And now the argument is beginning, beginning to arise against the Tzadikim, as we explained earlier in the lesson, that when this soul expires, then the explanation of the Torah expires. And when the explanation of the Torah expires, then there's no fire recall, there's no more explanation of the Torah, and no one can understand these explanations of the Torah anymore. This is why Moshe fell on his face, his face representing the explanations of the Torah. Look how awesome this is.
These are wonders. Now Rabbeinu adds another element. And when one prays before the bringing down of these, this Torah, this explanation, one must pray with supplications. He must pray before Hashem an undeserved gift. You have to pray to Hashem not because of your merit, but because Hashem has so much mercy. Even though you don't deserve it, you have to tell Hashem, Hashem, I don't deserve these gifts that I'm asking you for. But please bring them to me because of your abundant kindness. And you should not make it contingent upon your own merit. Even though now, what has begun to arise is your staff of your strength, of your service. Meaning, even though the mate uzcha, your staff of your strength, which is all your masim tovim, all your good actions has begun to arise now. Even though the mate, all oh, the staff of your strength has begun beginning to take Lots of strength. You should you should not use it. Basically, don't use your mateot, which is all your your good actions. Don't use these good actions that you have, these masim tovim that you've done, and pray to Hashem using your own merit. No. This staff is not in order to take pride within it. You, you can only use this staff in order to, to subdue the evil that is within the congregation. Meaning, this staff is not used to be able to pray to Hashem in order to draw down the, the Be'oreh Torah. No, it's, be, it's to be used that once you already have the Be'oreh Torah, asking Hashem without any merit at all, that you're asking Hashem from His abundant kindness to draw you down the Be'oreh Torah. And then when Hashem grants you these explanations of Torah, then you use this staff of your strength to subdue the evil within those people who are listening to your Torah right now. Because among the the population, basically, whenever these these many people are coming to listen to you, there's good people and there's bad. There's good actions and there's bad actions. And one must subdue the evil that is, exists within these bad people. But before Hashem is barach, stand before Hashem like a pauper, like a beggar. Don't use your own merit before Hashem. When you pray to Hashem to draw down these explanations of Torah, don't ever use your own merit. And we're going to see this awesome explanation of why Moshe Rabbeinu struck the rock and how Rabbeinu is going to tie together something, a story in the Torah, which, to be honest, no one really has, has an explanation for. In fact, the Abar Banem says, don't even try to understand this, this, this reason why Moshe Rabbeinu couldn't enter Eretz Yisrael. Um, because we know that Moshe Rabbeinu couldn't enter Eretz Yisrael because he hit the rock. But the Abba explains, don't even try to understand why. Because we can't even understand it. This idea of why Moshe hit the rock and what really happened over there. But now we're going to see how Rabbeinu is going to tie it together. But basically Rabbeinu is explaining that don't do, use, use your mate'oz, which is a reference to what? Your ma'asim tovim, your mitzvot. Don't use your mitzvot to draw down the Torah, to draw down the explanation of the Torah. When you pray to Hashem, that Hashem should grant you this mercy and that He should draw you down these words of fiery coals and these words of explanation of Torah. Don't use your merit there. Only use your merit to be able to subdue the wickedness within those people who are listening to you. You should beg to Hashem that when He draw, that you should he, that He should draw down to you this this shefa of Torah, just because of His kindness, even though you don't deserve it. Stand before Hashem like a beggar, and speak in supplications, and never, never be contingent and hang your request because of some merit. And this is what it says in Dvarim. And I beg to Hashem at that time saying, look how Rabbeinu is going to tie the most awesome ideas here. This is at the time 
in Parashat Vayetchanan, where Moshe Rabbeinu wants to enter Eretz Israel, and Moshe Rabbeinu is praying this prayer, this last prayer. He's begging Hashem at that time, saying, "What does Rabbeinu explain?" At that time, saying, meaning at the time where you want to say something, at the time where you want to explain a, a, um, an explanation of Torah, when you want to give a Torah, you have to beg Hashem Vayetchanan and Hashem, meaning you have to speak tachanunim supplications. Beg Hashem at the time when you want to say something. Meaning at the time before you're about to explain a Torah. This is um, where we'll stop for today. This awesome idea. Wonders, secrets that we've never heard of before. Bezat Hashem, may we continue with this lesson and apply what Rabbeinu explains beat me mood with simplicity. Bezat Hashem. Look over this lesson because there's lots of depth to it. And uh, look at the Likut Filot and start reading Likut Filot because there's awesome things over there. That Rabbi Natan uh, brings down many secrets over there that maybe not are aren't even explicit within this lesson, but uh, Bezrat Hashem, may we apply this. Be'emet.